Hi, everybody. This is Lori Handlers, and I'm here with Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. Today, kissing is the topic, the art of kissing. Now, I once heard someone say that a woman can forgive a man for a bad sexual intercourse experience, but never, ever a bad kiss. My guest today is an expert on kissing, as well as a tantra and relationship educator. Her name is Anita DiFrancesco, and she has her master's degree. And she, her focus and her vision have been the evolution of spirituality, sexuality, and teaching others to awaken from separation. She helps people to liberate and let go from grudges. Anita, it is my pleasure to have you on the show today. I, I'm thrilled to know you, and I'm thrilled to have you here. And we're going to talk about kissing. <laughs> Thank so, you, Laurie. It's really nice to be here with you today. I'm great. so glad we could do this. Great. Well, my question for you is, you know, I, I, you and I have shared a couple of students in the past, not like we shared them for our own intimate pleasure, but we, we we have a few students who have bounced from me to you, you to me, and a number of them have said to me that in your classes about Tantra, you have an amazing process for teaching people how to kiss. And, you know, I think the art of kissing is underrated. I think a lot of people, I mean, if you go on all these channels, you know, the Playboy channel, whatever, they mostly talk about straight on sex, sexual intercourse, but I think there's nothing like a kiss. There was nothing ever like my first kiss, and I think it's really important to let people know about how they can go about becoming masterful kissers. So tell me what you do, what you say, tell me your thoughts on it, all of it. We need to know a lot more about kissing. Well, you know, kissing is... um you know, first of all, a woman really cherishes kissing because when she begins dating, she's 16 years old, and the first thing that she looks for is that kiss, the first kiss, sweet 16. And so it's something kind of an inhabitation of a memory that kind of like father-daughter kind of thing, you know, um, your first kiss. Kind of what? And kind of what? Like, like father-daughter, father-daughter, yeah. you know, when the yeah. father is courting the daughter into her you know, growing years, um, it's kind of like the first kiss. I don't mean the father-daughter kissing. I just mean the father-daughter image. Yes. And uh, when a young girl is kissed for the first time, sweet 16, it's kind of like the beginning of her sexuality. It's the beginning of, you, you know, where she begins to, um, you know, uh, her, her, her journey into her sensual self, into exploring. I mean, she's not a woman yet at 16, but she grows up and she moves further into herself and becoming a woman. And the inhabitation that I remember and that I think a lot of women remember is that first kiss and how special it was. And not only how special it was, but how much of an introduction it was into her sexuality. Well, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I, I do remember my first kiss, and I remember the, I can remember the qualities of the boy's lips. I can still picture his lips, and I remember the feeling, the tingly feeling 
that raced through my body. It seemed like there was, I was connected to some kind of electrical circuit, and there were these fluttery, tingly, warm, spreading feelings throughout my whole body, and uh, I, I was, I, I was, I felt that I was entranced. I felt that I was completely like in a trance. This must be heaven. So. <laughs> That's how it was for me. <laughs> well, you know the, the um, you know when we kiss someone, and this, and I I teach a lot of undulation work, a lot of movement of the body, and of course, you know, all tantra teachers were were into this movement and the breathing and and the spinal fluid. But you know, when you kiss someone, the first thing that I instruct people is the way their neck is moving, and and the, and you're talking about the qualities of the kissing and the tingling feeling. Those feelings, when we kiss and we use our tongue, or even if we're not using the tongue, just the lips, we're moving the neck, and the neck is undulating. So that tingling feeling is coming from your lower spine, your lower chakra. It's moving up. So you're actually activating and stimulating other chakras in your in your energy field to create the tingle, to create, the, you know, this warmth, this, this fusion of, you know, sensory perception that's happening within the kiss. So... Then the imagination, the brain starts to open up more because we're undulating when the head moves. I don't know anyone who kisses. Well, I do know people who kiss without moving their head. But for me, it's like a dance. Like, I, I get into just moving my entire head around, like a cranial sacral thing. And, and so I think that that's where the somatic stimulation comes from. And that's what creates the pelvis to feel sexual or sensual or want to move toward this partner more or engage further with this partner. So the tingling and the sensation are, are all part of that. And then the qualities, of course, we have to learn how to hold someone, where to place the hands. You know, we have to learn. Uh, but I think that, like you're saying, that once you get into the trance, you go beyond. And this, whether you know Tantra or not, or whether you've, you know, experienced Tantra or not, those moments of the kiss are Tantric when you go into the trance. Now, the people, of course, when they're first beginning and they're kissing, yada, yada, and they're, they're not thinking about that. And there was certainly not going to be the Tantra people unless they go for training at some point in their life. But they are in the Tantra trance moment when they are kissing. And we have lost that. We have lost that because people don't, they don't want to, uh, they don't want to be authentic anymore. They don't, or they just want to, you know, be, they don't want to get into the, um, you know, per se, the, the time, the time and the patience. And part of I all think, that trance is, go ahead. I Sandra. think it's intimacy. I think we're, I, I mean, I didn't know we were going here right this moment, but I, I do want to say that I think that kissing is very intimate. And on some levels, kissing could be more intimate than any other sexual contact because people are, you know, people are face to face. They have to confront that there's another being there. But I want to, I just want to come back again for a minute before we like go in, you know, say what, what we've lost or what we've gained. I, I want to say to you that I can also remember the first time that I ever, what they called then French kissed someone. I can, I mean, that's what I, we called it in high school. I can remember that. I can remember that boy. That was a different boy from the first lips. And that boy, uh, we were at a party. He looked, he, he was older than me, a couple of years older than me. He looked very mature, though. I mean, he looked like he was, like, in college, even though he was in high school. And 
we kissed. He, we kissed, and he he put his tongue in my mouth, and we. It was this another amazing whole feeling. It was like a feeling of being entered, a feeling of being um, of something. Oh, divine, so divine. And the next day, I can remember going shopping with a girlfriend the next day, and I, we were on an escalator in some department store, you know, like Macy's or something. And uh, I, my whole face was Charlie Horse. I couldn't my mu- my muscles <laughs> I can remember my jaw muscles and my neck being really trolley horsed from use in a whole different way, you know, just mm. like a like gymnastics of the mouth. <laughs> So, oh, that's funny. That is so, funny. Yeah, well, I what it does, it, it, it kind of, it draws you into this energy, this uh, fluid, this sensual kind of where you, you know, using the tongue. Even see, I like to lip kiss first. I think that lip kissing. A lot of people that I date, they want to go right to the tongue, and I said, that's like just going right for sex. If you ask me, I said, let's do the lips first. How many times right. do I have to say that to men? Let's kiss with the lips first. And of course, I think the lips are just as more, you know, you're, 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 you're uh, contacting being more present. You're inviting in the presence of, of each other. And then once you start to tongue kiss, you're pulling in the energy more and, you know, you're requiring each other's attention a little bit further at that point. But, um, I remember when, you know, kissing, I mean, Kissing could be, you know, I remember when it was very flow, flowing and very fluid and where I was taken to another place. But now when I'm kissing, engaging in kissing with someone, I, uh, I, I similarly, I don't feel that similar, you know, when I was my first kiss, of course. I don't feel exactly the same. And I think that, uh, you know, if the other person isn't fully ready, you know, they could be, the kiss could be armored. <laughs> you know, the kiss could be fake. It could be... uh you know, just pretend, and uh, if it's that way, then we're not going to create the stimulation that we need to make that, you know, that uh, that that complete attention between the two people. So but, you mean um, you are you saying that um, that the kiss could be inauthentic, and therefore it could be just sort of like, well, I'm just doing this to get it over with, so that I can actually get to, so I could actually get to home plate, I can actually you know score sex with this person as opposed to and the person is sort of bored with the kiss is that is that kind of what you're talking about well, well sometimes people kiss just to um get aroused to arouse uh-huh. each other you know and, and some people need to kiss for arousal uh, you know a lot of people do as a matter of fact some people that can't get aroused unless they kiss i've heard from people and um but i think that uh that kissing is fine because it's part of you know sexual foreplay but then there's the other kissing that people are kissing. You're still engaging in the intimate kiss, but it's not really um, it's, it's 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 armored. In other words, it's it's um, it's disconnected. There's no connection, so there's no present attention from maybe one person, and maybe the other person has more of a present attention. They may just be, uh, you know, are frozen inside or be afraid of you know have some fears about getting close, and maybe the the kissing kind of uh, can create that, you know, that uh, that isolation in someone, even while they're doing it. 
Mm, interesting. So Very I think that sexual kiss, huh? That's interesting. I mean, it's I hadn't looked at it like that at all before, like armored kissing. I just didn't look at it. I mean, I just I mean, obviously, there have been people that I'd love to kiss and there have been people I haven't loved to kiss, but I haven't seen it like that armored. It's, well, I mean, uh, I've I've um, certainly I've kissed men <laughs> that I don't want to kiss <laughs> and I've done it in, in a way with a boundary. Right. You know? And then there's other times I felt that men kissed me that maybe they they had they were afraid of getting close to me. Right. Right. You know, and so that, so I would say, well, that that kiss doesn't feel real. Oh, that kiss doesn't feel real. You see, and I know because I've experienced, you know, a kiss that doesn't feel real. And so yeah. that's why I got into teaching the kissing because I feel that people can really benefit from for kissing just for your own health. You know, moving the tongue around it has the most nerves. You're moving the tongue. You're moving the neck. You're undulating. Whether you're actually wanting to be close to the person or not is not. I mean, is, is here or there. I mean, just kissing for kissing, kissing to exercise the mouth. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful concept. Well, just uh, we're, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. This is a program for spiritual enlightenment. And my guest today, Anita DeFrancesco, and I are discussing the art of kissing. So we just talked about how kisses can be armored and how uh, kisses, people can kiss for the sake of kissing. And when we come back, we're going to get a little bit more into kissing technique. And uh, I'll be asking Anita how she actually helps people improve their kissing. So please stay tuned. Have you ever wished for an end to pests in and around your home, around your office? Stop paying for dangerous chemicals that can harm your children, your pets, and your clients. Today in Arizona and Florida, an environmentally responsible pest control company named Ladybug has set up shop to provide natural and organic pest control services. Ladybug can help you stop even the most persistent, nastiest bugs with green, organic products that are friendly to people and pets. In addition, there are franchise opportunities in Arizona, Florida, and throughout the USA. To learn more about Ladybug, Ladybug's home-friendly and earth-smart green pest control services, visit the Ladybug website at ladybugcorp.com or call us at 561-276-7600. Ladybug guarantees you another eco-friendly, pest-free day naturally. Wondering what book you should read to jumpstart your sex life and increase your happiness? Try my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by me, Laurie Handlers. This short, easy-to-read book will make you laugh at yourself, and it may possibly make you cry as you discover my tantric secrets for happiness and how they apply to you. In the book, I begin with the tenth law, make love in the unknown, and then I work you all the way through laws one through nine to teach you how to be in the unknown, fresh, every moment of every day of your life. Sex and happiness puts the innocence and love back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. It's only $19.99 in paperback and $14.99 ebook. Go to sexandhappiness.com to order your copy of Sex and Happiness by me, Laurie Handlers, the host of Tantra Cafe. Welcome back. I'm Laurie Handlers, the host of Tantra Cafe. Today my guest is Anita DeFrancesco. Anita is the author of Live Free, Your Journey to Liberated Life. 
And Anita has also been featured on Playboy's Sex, Sex Cetera and Fox and MTV. And she is a Tantra teacher and a relationship educator. And today our subject is kissing. So Anita, how do you can, you said before earlier, before the break that you, we could kiss just for the sake of kissing, that it was really good exercise for the mouth and the tongue and the neck. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't think I'd ever kiss anyone. I mean, I probably have in my life kissed people I didn't want to kiss. I probably also had sex with some people I really didn't want to have sex with, but I wouldn't do that anymore. I have much more discernment and boundaries, healthy boundaries. And I'm not sure I really ever kissed, like really kissed somebody that I didn't want to kiss. I can't imagine it. Like I just can't imagine it. Um, like maybe I kissed them and then realized, ew. I really don't want to kiss them, but I thought I did. <laughs> I can't. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine kissing. I can't imagine kissing somebody that I wasn't attracted to kiss. You know, like if somebody had really bad teeth or something, I wouldn't kiss them. Hmm. I agree. And if their breath doesn't smell good either, right? I wouldn't kiss them. And now they I have mean, a lot of. They have a lot of silver in their teeth that creates a a very bad smell and toxicity to somebody else's cells that may be, you know, allergic to that or. Right. I mean, now I wouldn't get, when I was, you know, in my twenties, yes, we would kiss. We, we weren't thinking about those things then. Um, but nowadays, um, you know, I wouldn't kiss anyone that smokes. I, I wouldn't no. kiss anyone that has silver, silver in their mouth. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I asked men, open your mouth. Let me see if you have any silver. <laughs> You know, I really, I wouldn't kiss it. Smoking is a, is a deal breaker no matter how attracted I am to someone. If they smoke, I, I can't be with them. It's a total deal breaker. Um, so good. So this, show, so now we're giving people health information as well because people need to know to be attractive, to want to be kissed by someone. They should clean their mouth up. They should really, they should clean their mouth up. They should be, I, I might, maybe I'll do a show on dentistry and tantra. But they should there get their, go. they should get their metallic, their, um, what is that, uh, their silver fillings changed and they should not smoke and they should keep their breath clean, their gums clean, everything else. So, okay. So I, so now, if you, in your, in your class, when you're teaching people to kiss, like, how do you start? Where do you start with in terms of, um, of education for well, that. Um, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you the first the first kissing class I taught was at um, Burning Man. You know, you've heard of Burning Man. You know Burning sure. Man, right? Sure. Well, I taught this class. It's funny. I was there and I was teaching my own classes, and I went to attend a kissing class called the Smooch or something. I don't know. Somebody made up Smooch, and it was a kissing class. There were hundreds of people at this class. And so I walked in, and the teacher didn't show up, and everyone's sitting there waiting and waiting. So I just said, look, I'm a Tantra teacher. I'll teach kissing. And that's how I got to teach kissing. It was my first class. It turned out so wonderful, and it was really so natural. And Burning Man people are, a lot of the people that had come to that class were a little intimidated about, you know, because they weren't, some people weren't partnered up. And, and like you said, kissing is very intimate. Um, they would have sex before they kissed. But, um, yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. But yes, that's true. Many people would do that. 
That, that's just and, and, and today I've, the and kids I've heard today they're say, doing all kinds of explicit things and they're not kissing. Yeah, I mean kids today, little and girls I, and little boys are do, at thirteen are doing sexual mature adult sexual acts, and I doubt very much that they're kissing. Right, and the thing is, um, I've even said myself to men, you know, and having sex with them, they want to kiss, and I go, I don't know you well well enough to kiss you, but I know you well <laughs> enough to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I said that to men. I can't kiss you. I don't know you well enough. Why we're having sex? <laughs> wow. So anyway, it's it's weird how that um, sex is like. I mean, uh, kissing is like eating. You know. So what I instructed the people to do, and then I also taught some of the other kissing classes in my place in L.A. And um, I, uh, but the the first class I taught was at Burning Man, and it really was a success. They gave me this smooch T-shirt. It was just, you know, the Burning Man thing, and um, I got a lot of those students that had come to my other classes, but um, the one I started them out with, well, first, I always start out with moving your body, moving your pelvis, because I believe that when we move the tongue, it stimulates the the, uh, the pelvis, the chakra in the pelvis. The okay. People get to feel, people feel sexy, like I instruct people to exercise their tongue in the mirror. It's called wild tongue. And wild tongue is something I used to do in my acting classes, not per se acting, my theater movement classes in Los Angeles. And, you know, we would move the tongue and all of a sudden you just start, pelvis starts to move automatically. And this is, would be in an exercise class where you had to do it alone. So I've taken this into my um, classes where I have people do wild tongue, where they witness each other moving the tongue, licking the lips. And, and, do you, really and do you great. also, like, give us some more. Like, do you also stick your tongue out and back? Do you move the tongue from side to side? Do you make yourself look funny and also lick the lips? You can do that. You can make yourself look funny. But, there, you know, exercising the tongue we should do anyway because, we, you know, our tongue, if, if, it, uh, if we're not, it, it has the most uh, nerve, so it needs a lot more muscle exercise than other parts of the body. Um, and we do get that when we, you know, use it to clean our teeth from eating and things like that. But um, you can stretch the tongue out from side to side and up, up toward the nose and down. But what I do is I have people sit there and they close their eyes. And I even tell them to do is just sit and kind of listen to soft music and start letting your tongue just let it hang out like a dog. And the tongue becomes very free, as if it's not attached to the throat, to the body. And it becomes very fluid. And I let them just kind of be witnessed by a partner <clears throat> in doing this tongue exercise. And um, and then, of course, there's a, they're licking their lips at first while they're being witnessed by their partner. And then I may have their partner lick their lips. So, you know, say, say um, you know, she's going to have her eyes closed and she's going to just be present for him and he's going to lick her lips and she's just not going to do anything and so there's that's another exercise i do so we play this kind of and then she licks his lips and he's still and silent and present so um and then there's uh so we do the wild tongue witnessing each other and then we do that so these are the exercises that i encourage the people to do and i ask them to feel what they're feeling in their pelvis are they feeling sexual are they starting to feel horny are they starting to feel uh sensual what are they feeling in their body when they're kissing alone, like the space or yourself so, or yourself so you in have the mirror? Like, let me just ask you this. So you have like a, a couple of partner switches where the first they have the loose tongue, then they have the 
licking their own lips, then someone licks their lips, and then they process it, like they stop and they discuss whether they felt it in their pelvis and stuff, the whole class discusses it? No, we do partner work, dyads. You okay. do dyads. Okay, dyads. Okay. And, you know, for one second, I just want to go back because I realized that not everybody knows what Burning Man is. So I just, oh, I, I, okay. I, hate, I hate to interrupt you in the middle of the instruction, but I feel like we need to let people know what Burning Man is. And so could you give like two sentences on Burning Man so sure, people can know uh, how many Man. people showed up at this workshop that you, that you spontaneously taught? Burning Man is something that happens every uh, Labor Day weekend for about a week in uh, Black Rock, Nevada, two hours from Reno. Uh, it's a big thing. It happens every year. It's been going on for, I don't know, 20 years now, 15 years. And um, it's a people place where people build go. a city. They build a city in the middle of the desert. Right. Yeah. They build a city, and people come there to, it's called the default world. So they go, and it's the default. In other words, they're there to kind of just experience things that they've never experienced and find new identities and let themselves go into different, you know, opening up to a new new self and trying new things. And so it becomes the default world, as if, like, there's no money exchange and people share gifts and they share services and they exchange classes. People teach classes, and they are just for free, you know. And, and, uh, and this is a way of of saying that this is a world where that we've created without material, where we just get back and forth. Thanks. I just wanted to ask you that. And also, in this first class that you spontaneously taught, how many people were at this Burning Man class that you taught, approximately? 150. Wow. Okay. What a pilot. What a fantastic (laughs) pilot. pilot. Well, we all sat around, and it was amazing. It was such a successful class. Talk about being a spontaneous teacher on the spot. I mean, you know, when you have tools, you know what to do. And I thought, no one was getting up. The teacher never showed. One girl got up, and she she said, well, I'll teach. And then I just interrupted her. I said, I'll teach. I'm a Tantra teacher. And I didn't do it, right. you know, in a rude way, but I just – uh I just said, you know what, I really, I really know what to do. And everyone loved it. So I picked the guy, and he was just so shy. Anyway, I picked a shy guy in the group to work with me as my partner. And some of them, I, I let them work together. I can't remember exactly what I did in that class, but I did start to follow up in those classes in, in L.A. after. And um, okay. I had some issues so with, with so kissing. But anyway, so getting back to, um, yeah. you know, we're improving the kiss. So I asked people to start exercising their tongue, just like we do the kegels. People want to learn to, to have sexual energy contained. We give them kegel exercises. Well, I tell them. If you want to be a better kisser, you need to start exercising your tongue like you exercise your biceps. Great. You know, really great. We're, gonna, we're, gonna stop we're just going to stop here for a second. We'll pick up again with this, exactly with this when we come back. So if you've just tuned in to Tantra Cafe, I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. I am. I have the most amazing guest today, Anita DeFrancesco, who is talking with us about the art of kissing and how we've just been talking about how you need to exercise your tongue and then how you can lick your lips and start to wake up your pelvis. When we return, Anita's going to take us the next step in this kissing exercise, and hopefully at the end of today's show, you'll all be able to be much better kissers, expert kissers. Wouldn't that be great? We'll be right back. If you're listening to Tantra Cafe, congratulations. You've reached a higher plane of consciousness in caring for yourself and caring for your significant other. 
Tantra can help with physical and emotional bonding to nurture your relationship. And there's another level of care that you should be considering as well. It's your family's financial well-being. I rely on DeLone Financial Services to guide me on this journey. And Jeff DeLone is my friend. He and I have worked together for years. He even helps care for my father's finances. For information about your family's financial planning, contact Jeff DeLone at 610-356-1253. That's 610-356-1253. Or you can email Jeff at jdelone at delonefinancialgroup.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through FSC Securities Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Jeff DeLone is a registered representative with FSC Securities Corporation. DeLone Financial Group is not. Are you stuck in an area of your life? For example, having challenging or negative relationships? Are you feeling unfulfilled? Perhaps you're experiencing a lack of energy or possibly even tension in your body. I feel you need to call Kate Holt. Kate Holt is a core energetics practitioner. Whether you work with Kate in a group or in a private session, you'll feel like you're coming home to yourself. You'll become more comfortable in your own skin. You'll discover your unique gifts and be supported to bring them fully into the world. You'll be empowered to create the life you want and have more pleasure and fulfillment. Don't waste another minute feeling stuck. Really. Call 856-261-4900 for a consultation or visit www.kateholt.info. That's kateholt.info. Thanks for staying tuned. This is Lori Handlers, your host of Tantra Cafe. And today my guest is Anita DeFrancesco. We've just been talking about tongue exercises for igniting your kissing possibility and connecting those dots so that your pelvis also wakes up and starts to become stimulated by the kiss. So where we left off was the tongue exercises after the licking lips. What do we do next? So as you're, um, you know, learning to awaken your tongue and your lips, you're licking your lips, you're moistening them, I would say to do this, you know, alone, I would say to do it with a partner being witnessed, and maybe the partner could be just touching your arms and not kissing you and not touching any of your private areas, but maybe just he's rubbing your arms or she's rubbing your arms, and you're just supporting this uh, whole awakening of the lips and noticing what you're feeling in the pelvis, and then communicating with your partner after and asking your partner to and what did you experience? What are you feeling? So that we acknowledge what's feeling instead of letting it go by. Because the, the pelvis will wake up with the, the, lick, the licking of the lips. So that's the first step. I say the second step is, you know, I, I instruct people to kiss their own hand the way they would like to be kissed or to practice kissing. I mean, you can practice on, you know, a piece of fruit or you can practice on, you know, something um, – Something that, like a fake, a, a doll, you know, or, or your own hand, the back of your hand. Um, what kind of fruit? And I would. Wait, what kind um, of fruit would you recommend? Um, I guess, 
something like apple, things that are round, more uh, more rounded, um, like an orange maybe, maybe something that's hard and round because the back of the hand is is kind of bony and hard. Okay. And um, when we're doing this, this is this is an area where you start to build up an attitude. You start to uh, learn about you know um, stopping and starting. Uh, coming together, a point of contact with your partner. So you do it on your own hand, and then when you do it with your partner, you're sort of coming together to kiss, but you're not really kissing. You're placing your face close to each other, and you're almost like just having that sense of a breath, that sense of an animal moment without touching lips. So I encourage people to go back and forth and make the point of contact and then come away and come back together and come away. So this is an exercise that I do with um, teaching them about identity, about coming back with their own energy. Instead of, you know, when we kiss, sometimes we can lose ourselves, and people aren't ready to lose themselves unless they've studied Tantra. Uh, but if they learn how to uh, contain their energy and know when to push, push and pull the energy in and out, then they're able to have a solid kind of, you know, contained kiss without it being, you know, halfway or no feeling. So they are, so once so once they learn the attitude and the space in between two people is the most important thing rather than the lips coming together. Say a little more so about the that. The space between the two people. What do you mean do you mean the space between their bodies? The space between their faces? Yes, that space in there is is say is the sacred space as we know it to be the sacred space between two people and it is this point of contact that two people um, come together and then we separate and we 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 get our energy we contain it we become uh you know we have an identity and we're able to push and pull so it's the dance so the yeah i was going to say it dance. sounds like a dance yeah Okay, Sounds so the like dance, the push and pull. So you you push, you pull, you're in, you're out. Instead of just kissing and smacking the lips and making it hard, it is a dance. It is a fluid dance. And, right. Uh, honoring that space. So so also kissing, you know, like I said, wetting the lips, kissing the back of your hand or a piece of fruit, maybe an orange, um, pouting, you know, like a pout, we're making sounds. From the throat but from the lips. You know, hello? No, I'm just there? laughing. I'm getting turned on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, when you're, when you kiss, like, so you want to make the sounds that even like, those kind of sounds when you just like are throwing a kiss to a child, yes. um, those kiss, those, that kind of sound is really important because it exercises, it exercises muscle around your lips. And uh, and then coming from the throat is more coming from the pelvis. So okay, you want to then, exaggerate the pout. You want to exaggerate the suck, kissing the, the hand or the arm and and the um, you know the uh, piece of fruit. You want to exaggerate the suck. So you want to play around with sucking, with using the lips, with using the inner lips, the the front of the lips, the outer lips. You want to play around with the different types of kiss and the different sounds. Sounds coming from the throat, sounds coming from the front of the lips or the inner lip or the inner mouth. And then also, and I think what you said earlier, which I want to say again because I think it was so important, it's also important to sometimes stop and l- just listen to the breathing. In yes. between, in between. Listen, the, oh, yes. 
noise when as you're, you're talking, at your the breathing as well. So when you're lo- yeah, when you're looking at your partner and you um, kiss their lips and you look in their eyes, if people do that, a lot of people don't look in the eyes. And to just kind of, you know, place your hands on their body. And also placing the hands is another thing in kissing, where to place the hands on the body. But when you have that... Um, that breathing moment, it's, it's, it's not even really breathing. It's kind of like the animal in stillness between two people when they're just looking at each other and not kissing, but like they're going to kiss and their bodies are, they're revving up. They're revving yeah. up. They're actually learning how to contain the sexual energy just through the kiss. Yes. I can, I Before can, the kiss. I, I agree completely. It's beautiful. So now talk, talk, then what happens? Like, they're building up the sexual energy, and then the, what happens with the play of tongues? Um, also, the kind of fruit you can you can use would be, um, like I would say, also mango or peach. They're a little softer. I think an yeah. orange might be too hard. Nectarine or papaya. They're they're a little bit on the softer but harder side, like our skin. Um, and this is how you're building up the, the the juiciness of it. Then I would say the third, you know, the third part would be to Think back and imagine and try to recreate your first kissing experience. If you've had some really good ones or maybe the boyfriend before or the girlfriend before, uh, you really like something, remember the one you like to kiss about. And start to recreate that in your mind and start to think of that, you know, and see if you can inhabit that feeling again because that feeling is still in you, that somewhere there's... Um, something left of that in, in you because you were a part of it. It's, cel- it's uh, actually your cellular memory. Uh, since all the cells also have memory, not just the brain, I imagine that's, you know, I just got to tell you, when you started to say that, I remembered back to a kind of kiss that uh, I don't know who, I think I kind of know who I thought I invented it with uh, in high school, and I used to call it the vacuum kiss. And I'll tell you, I, I got to share this with you because it's, I only learned something more about it when I started practicing Tantra. But at, we used to like put our lips together like a seal and they were, and our mouths were slightly open and then one person would breathe in through the nose. No, wait, let's see. No, one person would breathe in and suck all the energy out of the other person's lungs and then breathe out again and push their energy, all their air from their lungs back into the other person's lungs. And we would go back and forth. And I, I, I mean, I think I, I thought I invented it. I remember who I was with and uh, it, I, we called it the vacuum kiss. And then when I learned Tantra, I found out about how sacred the breath was and how it was uh, important to not just share the in and out of breath with just anyone, that it was more sacred than sexual intercourse and I thought back to high school <laughs> when I was doing vacuum kissing of course I taught vacuum kissing to every boy that I met after that so I've shared breath the uh I've shared the sacred prana with almost every person I've ever kissed <laughs> well, I, I like know- the idea that the vacuum kiss is very big or something like that I don't know if it's called the vacuum kiss but in tantra where you do open the mouth and you're kind of sucking each other's energy or smelling each other's energy from the mouth, you know, and, right. you know, taking that in. Like, it's it's primal. It's very primal. It's, it's teaching people to get back to the primal self through, right. the, through the kiss. 
Right. So, so interesting. Yeah, I just you know I named it vacuum kiss. I didn't know what else to. Mm -hmm. I called it, and and some people don't like it. Like I've you know I've tried to do it through the years in my life. I've tried to do it with you know a number of individuals, and some people just they couldn't stand it. It was too scary. You know, it's like too scary to mm. suck somebody's air. Yeah, it is. It can be. It can be very scary for people. It's 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 intimate. You know, it's uh, I think it's uh, it's interesting. We'll we'll have to practice these kisses. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get get some uh, dolls to come and practice with us. But um, so we again getting back to the recreation of the kiss and the imagination. Sometimes when you're with a partner um, and you want to practice, say you meet a new date, because in each and every relationship we have, we are learning something different about ourselves each time. We are practicing uh, sex. We are practicing being a better kisser. And for every lover that you have, the next one, you're a better sex partner, you're a better kisser, whatever you are. But I remember all the relationships I've had from each and every one, I, I, would, I would take pride in like, well... Let me see, you know, how much how much better I'm going to be with the next one sexually or kissing-wise or what am I going to learn what the man likes with this man. And then when I go to the next man, I'm going to know what a man likes. So it's a constant learning process. It's also a transformative process for people. So sometimes what I suggest for people is that when they go on a new date and they're new, maybe it doesn't really matter, you know, if they, they're, they're planning on being serious with this person or not, but just dating, to act like you pretend you don't know things. Uh, and ask your partner um, that you want to practice with them. Just ask them, can I practice kissing with you? And asking each other for pointers. There's a communication part here because we are learning. Um, if, if you want to be a great kisser, sometimes you have to surrender some of the time a little bit to the partner who's the leader. There's a leader. One's a leader and one's a follower. And then one's a, the other one becomes the follower and the other one becomes the leader. So it goes back and forth. And then there's a you know, a meshing where you come together as one. So I would suggest, you know, doing the uh, communication and asking each other for, you know, can I practice on you? Is this good? You know, even start kissing, I say, around the face, you know, uh, the cheeks, around the jaw, and, and like kind of, you know, but yet come back to the lips. So I play around with lips for a while, way before you introduce the tongue, way before you introduce that. That's sex. When the tongue comes, it's penis and, you know, lingam into yoni. That's what it is to me. I feel like I'm having sex with someone when the tongue is in my mouth. I'm like, I'm not a virgin anymore. <laughs> no. No, but that's, so, it's really but, great that you say that because people, uh, it's just great that you say that you're, you're drawing a distinction between the process of taking baby steps towards that kind of sexual intimacy and then when you're actually, you, you feel that you're being penetrated in a certain way by somebody's tongue and that's more like a penis in a vagina or what we call in Tantra the lingam in the yoni. Uh, that's just, it's more explicit full on sex. It's great that you're saying that. It's very important to draw that distinction. We're, we're gonna pause again for a moment here. If you have just tuned in to Tantra Cafe, you're listening today to me, Laurie Handler, speak with Anita. Francesco, who is a sex and relationship educator, and she's been focusing for a long time on people ending their suffering and separation, having people embrace the modern world with oneness and love. 
she, one very important thing that Anita does is help people to liberate and let go of grudges. That's really important. And she is talking to us today about the art of kissing, which is fascinating. So we'll be talking more about the tongue, and we might even get to a little bit of nibbling or teeth when we come back. I'm going to ask her, of course, about that when we come back. So please stay tuned to Tantra Cafe. Many times on Tantra Cafe, you've heard my guests and me discuss emotional release techniques. Now you can do emotional release work in the privacy of your own home. In my CD, Shamanic Release in Lati Han, I create a very, very safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work I'm known for in my Tantra courses. First, I set you up with the proper positioning and breathing, and then I guide you through emotional states to the beat of tribal African rhythms. Try the CD as an easy way to do your personal clearing work on a regular basis and watch your relationships walk free from emotional baggage. You can order my CD at ButterflyWorkshops.com for only $20. I believe you're worth it. I hope you do. Go to ButterflyWorkshops.com and get your copy now. And walk free from emotional baggage. Hi again, everyone. It's Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. And my guest today, Anita DeFrancesco, is talking to us about the great and fine and maybe lost, to some extent, art of kissing. We're talking about why it's so important and how, actually, how hot it can make you and how exciting it can be in terms of your sexual encounters and increasing your intimacy. So in the last segment, we were talking about my invented vacuum kiss. and We were talking about the breath, exchanging breath with people, and then moving kisses and the lips around to other parts of the face. So we're back, and you had just talked about the entrance of the tongue. So let's take it from there, Anita. Okay. Well, before the entrance, yeah. Um, so before the entrance of the tongue, you're, you can also do some using the tongue before the entrance into the mouth, around mm. the face, around the neck, which people do that. They, they kiss, but kissing and just maybe using the tongue to tease maybe around the face, around the neck, around the ears. And so you're playing this dance, and it could be, you know, the nibbling part where you're nibbling and kissing and licking, but you're not in the mouth yet. And I would say, before introducing yourself into the, um, you know, uh, tongue to tongue, that you should kiss for at least a good half hour with the lips. At least a good half hour. And allow each other to crave this, to... um have a yearning and a craving for this, um, you know, because it is part of foreplay and it's also part of, you know, creating that identity uh, and being present with one another and learning each other's uh, who you are. You're having eye contact. You're having um, this closeness of smell, pheromones. So you're really getting um, to know your partner you're becoming closer to your partner, which will make the sex better. Um, you can start with the tease, a little bit of tongue here, a little bit of nibble there. You know, you can use your fingers. You can, um, cre- you know, create, uh, you know, fingers or taking his hands and or her hands and maybe licking their fingers. 
So you want to tease the body a little bit, but not the entire body. Remember, we're not naked. We're, we're in our clothing and we're just, you know, having a kissing, kissing time here. Uh, and you want to maybe kiss the fingers or kiss and then lick the fingers. So you want to tease that person with the, uh, the tongue before going to the mouth. This way they're feeling the sensations are awakened. They're feeling ready. But at the same time, they're learning how to contain those sensations, the desire. They're creating the own, their own healthy boundary right in that moment. Because once we overdo it and we get right into it, we've lost our boundary. We've lost, we, we've missed the middle, in other words. There's the beginning. The middle gets cut out a lot in, in lovemaking and stuff. And then there's the end. <laughs> So this middle part is where we learn how to transform, is where we learn how to um, learn ourselves better, how we learn to love ourselves and mesh the male and female energy. It is right in the middle. And this is the part where the kissing gives you that full presence because it is the eyes, it's the face. If you're just doing the body, and you might as well just chop the head off, you know. <laughs> I mean, it seems that way. Just put the pillow over the head then, you know. <laughs> well, there are some people who probably like that. <laughs> but I think this is great. Right, but, I think what, but I mean, if you want to get into this whole thing about the, the moment and the, the, um, the, the learning here, you know, the whole thing, uh, and if you really want to also keep your partner around, um, this is the fun part. And when you develop and create this middle, this is this becomes the inhabitation. This is what you cultivate in your body. And this is the relationship. The beginning is always there. The end is always there. And that's, well, that's the, the, the pulp is the middle. So this middle part is the... Um, and then you can get into other things after that, you know, fruit, <coughs> using... Um, uh, you can I'm sorry, I missed that. You can get into what? What, what did you say you could you get can, into? You, you can uh, introduce other things into your partner's mouth, such as, you know, uh, chocolates, juices, fruits, and things like that before <coughs> kissing. Excuse to me. Kind of yeah, give that's that great. Tease. So and you can you do can that while you're food. kissing? You could actually introduce like an orange slice or a piece of chocolate or a cherry or something into your partner's mouth while you're kissing. Maybe a grape, because cherries have a pit, but maybe seedless grapes. Right, and you can exchange the fruit. You can lip, lick the, um, you know, the chocolate syrup or the whipped cream or whatever it is off of their lips. And these are good exercises to practice. The goal is, is to exercise this tongue, because it's like a muscle. It can atrophy, just like the lingam, the penis, can atrophy if a man doesn't use that muscle and pump that blood in there over a period of time. Exactly. And when a muscle atrophy, yeah, and when the muscle atrophies, you have to do a lot of more retraining of the nerves to bring it back, just like when someone, you know, has an injury to their leg or something. So, um, and this is all part of the erogenous stuff, you know, and you can start nibbling and sucking and licking the ears and you can start getting into all that. But I would still play around with, you know, give the tease, like the tip of your tongue to the tip of her tongue, his, her tongue, just the tip. These these men, they stick the full tongue in the mouth, it's down your throat. I mean, hello, I just met you, you know. 
<laughs> I'm serious. I have to say, whoa, we just had sex. See you later. Right. <laughs> but right. the thing so, is, is to take the tip of the tongue and look at it and categorize it and, and, and make it like a pie. Let's just tip to tip. And then you go further and further and maybe put your tongue on top of his tongue or her tongue and underneath and start playing like this flapping game. There's a flapping game you can play with your tongue later. So there's there's um, there's a lot of exercises to do. I mean, it's part of the whole cranial nerves, you know. Um, but then you can start sucking the tongue. Once you start right. getting into it more, you can suck each other's tongue. Um, and then you can become more creative and improvise, you know. And um, But part of the tongue, all of it, is a lot of the cranial nerves, the lingual nerve. And these are the nerves that are part of the motor skills. And the motor skills are your sensory system. Your sensory system is, you know, all of those things. So when you're and that's the point. Tongue, I mean, that's the point, though, waking the sensory system up so totally that a person is. You know, I mean, you've mentioned it a few times here, but to to like draw the conclusion, the point is to to awaken the whole sensory system and awaken desire and arousal, so that whether you end it with a kiss or whether you start whether you use the kiss as the foreplay in the preliminary c- contact to sexual intercourse and making love, you're fully awake and aware. I think that's really what the point is here, what you're talking about. Right. It's, and you, and the, the lingual nerve, it supplies the somatic innervation to the mucous membrane of the anterior two-thirds of the tongue. So this somatic innervation is, you know, it, 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 uh, it definitely connects to the, ner- the, the fibers, all the other fibers, and it carries through. So actually, the kissing could actually be good for the whole body, just like sex is, you know. And, and it's really a health, it's very healthy, actually. It's wonderful, I mean, wonderful. it is very healthy. Now, in this day, I mean, I have to ask this, you know, we're, we're almost winding down here, and I, I have to ask this. In this day and age of uh, sexually transmitted diseases and people talking about the, you know, the uh, trying to avoid mixing bodily fluids in fact saliva is one of those fluids and do you have any recommendations for people i mean do you know people who use some other type of protection like in their mouth what what do you say about that what do you got to say about that well i'll tell you i'm going to give you tell you what happened at one of my workshops in uh in la um I had a workshop after Burning Man, actually, and a lot of those people had come to this, and it was, it was one of the first ki- my, the kissing workshop I did out of L.A., I mean, out of Burning Man. And um, I had a lot of couples that came that were very, um, like, newlywed-type people, you know, about to get married. And then the others right. came were a lot of singles, so we paired people up. And I had an incident, so I'm going to tell you about this now that you're bringing this up. It seems as though the people that were the ones that were going to get married and newlyweds or whatever were not really doing a lot of kissing, which I found it to be very unusual because they were dating for years, they're about to get married, whatever they are, they were married. The other couples, they weren't even couples, they were just single people and they paired up and they went to it like 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 a kissing match. I mean, it was a kissing match. They <laughs> could not get enough kissing. And they didn't really know each other. A lot of people, but they sort of, you know, you know, we did a little gender balance and whoever got attracted to who. So I had this one couple, it turned out to be a little bit of an issue what you're talking about. The, the person was doing cocaine and the girl oh. the very next day called me up and she said 
she had allergies to cocaine, and she kissed this guy all night, and he had cocaine in his mouth, and it got through her bloodstream. <laughs> oh. So this was this. So think about this now: drugs, people doing drugs. I mean, aside from disease, you know, saliva. I mean, right, saliva right. was the cocaine, and very much so. Saliva, cocaine does get make your tongue numb. And maybe she was doing it. I don't know, but she said she wasn't, and she had to go to the hospital and the doctor and yada yada. It turned out to be a drama. And wow. um, I, I said, yeah. So I, um, I said, well, you're at your own risk, and it's important to let them sign a form, you know, a, a risk form. You're, you're kissing at your own risk. Right. I mean, if you're going to, you know, kiss somebody's bloody lip, that's on you. But the thing is, right. to prevent this, saliva, I mean, it's, it's important to know someone. You know, you know a person, you, you, you want to start kissing someone that you know, that you're going to date or, or you're a good friend with and you know you, each other doesn't have a disease. I mean, I have very good friends, men friends that I hang with. I've known for years. I would kiss them because I, we know each other very well and we know that we're okay. But so I, you, you know, there's no, so, huh? So what you're saying essentially is that you need to know the person's sexual history. You need to make sure that they don't have, uh, mouth herpes. I think that's herpes two. Well, mouth um, herpes, you don't, you, if mouth herpes is out, you'll see it. But I'm not sure that you, the mouth herpes, that's herpes simplex. I don't think you can catch that. The herpes, the other one you can in the, uh, in the sexual area, the general area. But I don't think on the mouth you can unless it's out. I don't even think you can catch that. It's different. That comes from a virus, a cold. Um, okay. But maybe it doesn't. I, I don't know. But I think that the saliva, I'm not sure if you can get AIDS that way from someone's saliva unless there's blood in it. I'm not right. sure about okay, that. So, so I would look. So it's important to just give people a word of caution uh, when they're exchanging bodily fluid that way. And, uh, and to listen, I haven't seen people kissing with dental dams, but I just, you know, I had to ask that. Um, we're yeah, we're and, coming and towards I, the end here. We're coming towards the end here of this uh, of this wonderful show. I'm so glad we did this show. I I want to just let people. I want to ask you to tell people what's coming up. What do you? What are the other things that you teach, and how they can get in touch with you? Okay. Uh, well, I'm based here in New York now. Um, I uh, teach, uh, my website is tantrawisdom.com, www.tantrawisdom.com. Um, I just taught a Beltane in Darlington, Maryland last weekend, and what a fabulous, fabulous event, and what fabulous workshops were there, and I taught three workshops, which were very fabulous as well. And uh, presently, I'm just teaching in between New York and Philadelphia, but I'm based here in New York. Now, as of a week, I just moved up here from Philadelphia, from L.A. to Philly to here, and um, so we're going to see what I'll do here in the New York area. But I have classes. I have a meetup group in Colts Neck, New Jersey, which is central New Jersey. I have uh, workshops happening this week at Sexploratorium Store in Philadelphia uh, on uh, South Street. So I have workshops there regularly twice a month and the Colts Neck uh, meetup groups. And then I'll be teaching some classes in New York and then whatever festivals and things are around. For the moment, this is what's happening. All right, so that's wonderful. Get, well, I want to really thank you, Anita. This was a, this was really a fabulous in-depth show on kissing. I, I got a lot out of it. I laughed, and I also, you know, the point really is that kissing in itself, and using the mouth properly, and using the lips, and using the tongue, and using the breath, and all those senses that, and then how the whole body awakens from the kiss. So, thank you so much for this wonderful instruction. 
And I, you know, I just, it was, it was wonderful. I want to let the audience know that you can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow Anita on these vehicles as well. If you have any questions about the show and you'd like to get in touch with me, you can write to Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at tantracafe.com. And until my, oh, my, my guest next time will be someone speaking about what happens if you find in yourself the permission to be generous enough to share your lover with someone else. So please come back to listen to Tantra Cafe about sharing your intimate lover with someone else. And I'm signing off now with Namaste from Tantra Cafe.